There are only a couple editions of the NBA Injury Report left because baseball season is starting. We've got the Masters going on, NBA regular season. We've got four slates left in total, and just today and tomorrow being the last uh, regular season games, at least during the work week. So one thing that is going to be pretty weird about today's slate, and all of them going forward is some of these rest situations. We just got news before we recorded about the Boston Celtics we're about to talk about. But first, like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you have any questions at all, leave them below in the comments section. And shout out to our sponsor, Prize Picks. If you're signing up for the first time, for the first time, use the promo code Osmo. Get up to $100 bonus on your first deposit and one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Now, Adam, this is just kind of end-of-the-season weirdness because the Boston Celtics don't really seem to have that much desire to be a top seed in the Eastern Conference. This is the tail end of a back-to-back. They're playing against the Bucs. They've ruled out Al Horford. They've ruled out Jason Tatum. They say Marcus Smart is probable. Do you think there's more news to come? Because I don't understand why you're going to like semi-punt the game when you're probably not going to win at this point. Yeah, I don't know. It's pretty weird. Like I, I thought there was a good chance Horford was going to rest regardless. But once they ruled out Tatum, I was expecting that you would see brown and smart ruled out after so kind of weird don't really know what to make of it with Jalen brown but uh you know we'll get that news at some point if brown is in clearly he's better without tatum uh marcus smart's role you know gets bigger and then you're also getting more more minutes now for guys like grant williams Derek white potentially peyton, peyton pritchard as well and is there any value plays that really stand out to you i know you mentioned peyton pritchard is is he a cheap guy that you'd be looking to get to on this slate yeah, I think so, especially if Brown were to be ruled out because then you're getting pretty shorthanded. Um, if Brown is in, I still think Pritchard gets enough minutes where he's a viable punt option. There are plenty of other you know value plays as well with it being uh, you know end the season slate, but uh, I do think that potentially Pritchard can get there. All right, let's talk about a tanking team. The Portland Trailblazers, they are playing for nothing but L's at this point in the season. Brandon Williams is listed as questionable on the injury report. He's dealing with an actual injury. It is a quad contusion. Last game without him in there, Chris Dunn started and played a whole bunch of minutes. What is your expectation here if Williams doesn't play? Are we looking at Chris Dunn in the starting lineup again, and would that make him an appealing DFS option? Yeah, I mean, my assumption is that you would get Dunn starting again, probably playing you know around 30 minutes again. So uh, it would make him an appealing option at 5,100. I think that as far as the rest of Portland goes, it doesn't necessarily open up a ton. You know, there is some usage disappearing if Brandon Williams isn't in. I know we saw a big game from Keon Johnson last time out. Um, I think it would just kind of make them a little bit more appealing across the board in tournaments where you can get a low-owned Keon Johnson or Greg Brown or whoever. But um, overall, the pricing on this team has come up a bit since they've been shorthanded for a while. So it does make them a little bit less appealing. All right, let's move to Memphis, a team that seemingly only wins or at least competes really hard in games that John Moran is at. Now have a record of 20-3 and three without him. They do lose their last game, but it was an overtime game in Utah. So no real shame in that for today. Morant remains out. We also have Dylan Brooks listed as questionable addition. Jared Culver is questionable. Culver individually doesn't matter that much, but he is somebody who would potentially be in the rotation if Brooks doesn't play. If there's no Brooks in addition to no John Morant, is there anybody you really see stepping up? Kind of a hard team to figure sometimes because Memphis is so deep. Yeah, it's it, it's just a spot where I think that like if Brooks is out, there's obviously more usage available for guys like Jaron Jackson and uh, um, Desmond Bain. You know, Tyus Jones maybe looks a little bit better, but they're also priced for Morant to be out at this point. So um, I don't think it moves the needle to make anybody a priority, but it does just make them look a little bit better um, as far as tournament targets go. And then uh, one other situation, which, you know, let's talk about the San Antonio Spurs, because this is a team where you would have thought by now that that FanDuel and DraftKings would really aggressively be able to price up guys like 
Trey Jones with with DeJounte Murray now being out for what is this, his third consecutive missed game. Not the case. Trey Jones, not that he's min price anymore, but he's still, to me at least, remains at a playable price point. Do you like getting to him again with Murray not in the lineup? Yeah, I think he still looks great. We're basically seeing the same thing with Trey Jones that we saw with Tyus Jones when Morant first was out. He's He just started at such a low price point that even though he's like gradually going up in price, he's just at a point now where like he's still one of the best values on the slate. He's obviously riskier at 5,300 than he is at 4K, but he's still drastically underpriced for somebody that averages about a fantasy point per minute, is in a good matchup, and is likely to play 32 minutes or so. Um, they just haven't been aggressive enough in, in really ramping up that price tag. All right. It might be a little bit too late for the Los Angeles Lakers. Well, it is because they are officially out of the playoff race, but Russell Westbrook, he is not expected to play today. In addition, LeBron James and Anthony Davis are questionable. I would just say that I think there's no chance LeBron and AD play. However, LeBron needs to play in the last couple of games to actually qualify for the scoring title. Do you think that's something that impacts his status at all for this game? So the way I'm viewing it is I don't think it, like, I still think he's legitimately hurt. I don't think he was sitting out must-win games just because, like, he didn't feel like playing and now he's going to play through an ankle injury to try and get the scoring title. Um, I, I think he's legitimately hurt. But if we do get news that he's playing, there is only one reason he's playing, and <laughs> it is to score as many points as he possibly can. So um, if he's in, I think that, you know, obviously there's some risk that he is, you know, playing through an injury. But if he's in, um, Josh this morning compared it to Kobe's retirement game, uh, I, I don't think it's, you know, to that extent. But you know that he's only playing to score points. And that is something that I think you you have to keep in mind. Yeah, they're certainly not playing. To, I mean, I, they're still trying to win if he's out there. But it's not the primary objective. They're out of the playoff race officially. So we'll see. I do think LeBron is maybe a little more likely to play than AD just because there is some narrative for LeBron to play for. Not as much with Anthony Davis, but in a situation where neither of these guys play, what could we expect? Because we haven't really seen this year where there's been none of Westbrook, LeBron, or AD out there. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what the starting lineup looks like. If DJ Augustine is starting at 3K flat, I think that's a good sign for his minutes, and he would be a really good value option. Um, Talon Horton Tucker, we know, can produce at a high rate when he's out there without any of the stars. Same goes with same goes for uh, Malik Monk. I think one thing that's just important to keep in mind is just which guys on the Lakers do produce fantasy points at a high rate. Because when you talk about guys like Stanley Johnson, Avery Bradley, Austin Reeves, if they play 30-plus minutes, they can certainly get there at close to minimum salary. But the more appealing guys are going to be the ones that really produce a lot of fantasy points when they get the opportunities. Uh, guys like, you know, Horton Tucker, Wenyan Gabriel, DJ Augustine, to some extent, um, you know, Mello, if you were in the starting lineup would be good as well. It would be funny if, cause you know, most teams at this point in the season, they're tanking, they're playing their young guys. Uh, that doesn't exist on the Lakers. Cause we're right. talking about, Hey, we'll sit LeBron and AD to play Carmelo, Anthony, Dwight Howard, and DJ Augustine. So <laughs> I have I have no expectation for a starting lineup here. I think they would try to get Taylor Horton Tucker as many minutes and as much work as possible, but it remains to be seen. Like this video, subscribe to the YouTube channel, check out the deeper dive and live before lock later in the day. Then we'll have a little bit of a clear idea of what some of the starting lineups injury situations look like. Other than that, good luck and check out the video tomorrow is going to be the last one we do this season.